Welcome everyone to Dragon Quest FM, where we talk about and obsess over Dragon Quest. I'm Austin. I'm BJ. And this week we're talking about Infinity Strash, Dragon Quest, Trash. The Adventures of Dai. Um, I actually uh, have been playing this game, just couldn't talk about it yet. And so since the embargo officially lifted, a review embargo, I'm going to be talking spoiler-free about it with you guys and BJ today, and then we'll have this episode up on the day the game actually releases, which is Friday. Um, so this yeah, is going to be so. spoiler-free because I don't want to like ruin it for people who uh, haven't got to play the game yet, so this is more just kind of like my impressions and what I think of it. Yeah, and uh, it's really interesting. I'm glad that you got to review it early so that we can have this drop the day that uh, the game does as well. Uh, so we can uh, either help people out or uh, see, well, help them out one way or the other to decide whether to buy it or not to buy it. Yeah, and you can actually read my review. I'll try to link to that in the show notes if I think about it after we record today. Um, it is not a great game, okay? Let's just go ahead and get this part out of the way. Um, I've already told BJ that, and I sent you the review so you could read it and you know know some things about it before we recorded today. Um, yep. And... It is. I gave it a three out of five, which is a sixty, because the way I looked at it, you and I are both teachers. We're yeah. teachers, and the way I looked at it is like a sixty back at the college we worked at. A sixty was a D minus. It's the lowest you can get to passing without actually being a failure at that fifty nine. And yep. and that's how I feel about this game. Like it doesn't feel like a failure, but it also is just right there on the line. Yep. It's not a success either. It uh, it didn't quite get there, but uh, from what uh, what the review said, and what you've told me earlier today, that I'm just I'm I'm on the fence about it. Based on that, based on it getting that sixty, I'm not sure how I'm how I feel about it after reading this. the The main problem with it, um, just digging right in, the main problem with the game is that it relies way too heavily on just recapping stuff from the anime. So like a, a disproportionate uh, yeah. amount of the stages are you, you don't even watch. It's not even the anime cutscenes. It's stills from the anime that sometimes might shake or sometimes might have like a little like slash animation across them to, to give the impression of movement. Um, and, but it's just recapping the anime and, it's fully voice acted, which is nice. I mean, it looks and sounds like the anime, which is really cool. But yeah, it has the same voice actors and everything to keep the continuity between them. It's just it's strange tedious. the way that they did it. Yeah, yeah, it's very tedious. Like I thought this was at first I was like, OK, this is weird. But maybe it's just because it's the beginning of the game. They're, you know, trying to it, it, RPGs usually are kind of cutscene heavy at the beginning anyway. Most RPGs are. So right. I was like, whatever. Um, but it never let up. Like, there's seven chapters in this game, in the story of this game. And in chapter five, for instance, like the first 12 stages, the first 12 levels that you participate in in chapter five, out of those 12, only two of them are gameplay levels that actually let you play the game the rest of them are just watching those stills and that's where the real problem comes in with this game the biggest problem i have with it and really the what i deducted the full like 40 points for is that the you okay so you go to like level like let's say level five one and it's like right. okay you're gonna watch a 10 minute 
weird recap uh, from the anime. And then it goes to level, you know, five, two, and you go, and it, it's again, watching a 10 minute video of the recap, you go to five, three, and it's like, you have a five minute gameplay level where you're wiping out some monsters. And then you go to five, four, and it's like watching a 10 minute recap. Five, five, 10 minute recap, five, six, 10 minute recap, five, seven, 10 minute recap, five, eight, 10 minute recap. And just, and then in, in addition to that, the actual gameplay levels also have cutscenes. And in a lot of the boss fight levels, you'll get maybe a boss to like halfway help. And then all of a sudden there's like a five minute cutscene interjected there. And it's all like from the anime, like it's these stills that you're looking at from the anime. And it's just way so, too much. And I'm like, I just want to play a video game, which seems like it shouldn't be a tall ask for a video game. <laughs> no, especially for an action RPG. Like, this isn't like Xenosaga. This isn't something where you know going in from the very beginning that you are investing in hours-long cutscenes. I know these aren't hours long. But they are total, yeah. In. I mean, well, total, yeah. Total, I mean, individually, yeah. like you'll get in Xenosaka or uh, Xenoblade. But this one is like, why is the entire like chapter broken up with uh, uh, like what 10 minutes of uh, gameplay, 30 minutes compared to the which is shorter than the total amount of cutscenes you've watched? Yeah, I mean, they it's not, it, it's a lot. I mean, it, it is very tedious and like i mean i did i mentioned this in a previous episode but you know my kids and i started rewatching, uh or i rewatched some of it and then the kids were just watching it and then eventually got to a point that i was just watching it now because i hadn't seen it before yeah, but we we're yeah. going through the die anime and so it was like so much of this stuff it's like stuff that we just watched and i don't need to see it again and i've also read a chunk of the manga so it's like yep. between reading the manga watching the anime i don't know why they decided to release a die game that's also just repeating all of that stuff in such an arduous tiresome manner and like and i it, it's really hard for me to recommend this game because it's fifty nine ninety nine. Okay, it's a sixty dollar game. It's a full price oh, game. Oh, fifty nine. I thought it was a forty nine game, and I didn't know if it sounded worth it. Yeah, but, and I'm all for dang. I'm all for you know supporting Dragon Quest. We got to support yep. it in the West and all that kind of thing. But this is not a sixty dollar game, and I'm also like, if you make crappy games. As much as I love Dragon Quest, it's like I, I can't tell people go spend sixty dollars of your money. You know, especially I, I mean, money's tight right now for a lot of people, and I'm just like I yeah. cannot like justify. Hey, go spend sixty dollars on this game that doesn't deserve it because we want to keep getting Dragon Quest releases over here. Um, it's like it really does make me think. This is a brief tangent, but it really does make me wonder like how much they're hurting the brand over here between treasures which i adored but a lot of people were pretty mad on and then right. you have die come out which is just not good and it's like we finally have we finally have dragon quest games releasing regularly over here we have a dragon quest game die that released simultaneously globally and it came out on mm -hmm. playstation pc xbox switch i mean it came out everywhere that's like the dream right and then it's yeah, that's this. what you want, and it's this one, and it's this, yeah, and it's I don't it like it. It really does like it. It like actually physically hurts me. Like I'm just like <laughs> like like there's just it kind of puts this pit in my stomach, and kind of makes this dull pain in my head where I'm like why why oh why and 
it's not all bad. I'm going to be getting into some good stuff about it too, but it's just the fact that it seems like there were way better ways to make a die video game. And as much as it was hard for me to get into die and, and die deserved better, like dragon quest deserved better than this. And, and even die deserved a better adaptation than what this was. Um, It also has a similar problem with Treasures is that so much of it feels like it's a mobile game. You know, like we talked about with Dragon Quest Treasures about it's all in your face and the the setup of it makes it feel almost like a mobile game, Mm -hmm. which neither one of us liked that part of it. Um, And that's how this is. It's like the like cutscenes aside, the actual gameplay portions of it. So much of the actual missions that you go through and can actually play are super short. And there's some side quests there's probably half a dozen to 10 side quests in the game and they're all very short. Like I got a trophy that popped up at the end of it for beating all the story missions and side quest missions combined. It's like you get a trophy for doing that. Yeah. And I mean, it wasn't hard, but it was just like, there's very few side quests and even those it's like, okay, defeat these monsters in the time limit. And there's a 10 limit, 10 minute time limit. And even at the worst of times, I still feel like I finished it with like half the time to spare. So it's like you're playing through these missions that only take a few minutes. Um, Late in the game, some of the boss fights took a while because, uh, you know, and I did die. I played this uh, in adventurer mode. There's two modes at the beginning of the game. There's storyteller, which is easy mode and adventure mode, which is normal. And I played most of it in adventure. Um, I dipped into storyteller uh, sometimes for Naomi, I let her play it because she's a really big die fan and uh, right. really loves the anime and loves video games too. And so I dipped it into Storyteller for her. And then I, I tried out in Storyteller just because I, I like knowing like the differences in the difficulty yeah. modes so that I can tell people, but also seeing what's best for me. And I found Storyteller to be way too easy. Like it's like if you're playing in Storyteller, everything dies so instantly that it really is mm. just like sitting there. Like you might as well just go re watch the anime. Like, like there's not going to be enough content to really play if you're playing it on easy. Um, right. And I mean, I, and that, this is coming from someone who, who is fine with playing games in easy mode and has played plenty of games in easy mode. It's just because of how little gameplay there is in this, that if you're playing it in easy, it's like, like I did it comparatively. I ran through a level that took me maybe, let's say three to three to four minutes to complete, to wipe out all the monsters in did that in adventure, tried it in storyteller and it took an, it took less than one minute. I mean, it took maybe 40 seconds. That so, is not cool. Yeah. So I, I would recommend it in adventurer. Adventurer also comes with its own problems in that there is, you need, you will need to grind like, especially probably about halfway is where I felt like I need to go back. The problem is that there, is that there's not side quests really to go and fill that out to help you level up, and the Temple of Recollection is more like a roguelike gauntlet. So you always start at level one. So it's more about grinding items and bond memories, which I'll talk about in a little while, um, and getting those things for character progression, then leveling up because you don't level up. I mean, you start at level one, you level up inside that gauntlet, but then once you leave you're back to whatever your regular story level was. So if you need, if you need to get up levels for the story, you have to go back and play the side quests or the limited number of main story quests that actually have you fighting monsters. 
And considering that some of these levels are only like two or three minutes in length, it's very mind numbing. And right. And it, it, it's short. I skipped the cutscenes. I mean, for me, I watched some of them and there were times when Naomi was like, oh, please don't skip it. I like this part. I want to see it uh, again. Uh, so I let it play. And even having done that, going into the Temple of Recollection quite a bit because I did like that part of it. Um, like I like I don't know my exact save time, but I feel confident that I did not spend more than seven hours beating this game. I mean, it's it's brief, and that's with skipping most cutscenes. But I did do the Temple and, of Recollection a lot. And didn't you and I talk about last week how it was expected to be a forty to fifty hour game? Um. Okay. So the Square Enix gave me an estimate for how long they estimated this game would take, but oh. I'm not allowed for whatever reason. They're like, please do not share this. This is just our estimate. Form your own estimate. So I'm not allowed to say what it was. Uh, I will say that it was a whole, 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 whole lot longer than what I spent with it. Gotcha. Um, and I expected it. Yeah. Like pre- in previous weeks we were talking about it. I expected it to be like a 30 or 40 hour ar- action RPG is what I was expecting it to be. Yeah. And this was just not what I was expecting at all. It also, I feel like they misrepresented it a lot. Like they, they've really talked about the gameplay aspects and the combat and like how you collect bond memories, which bond memories are like cards. And sometimes you get them from completing stages and you can get other ones through the, through the temple of recollection. You can acquire them. And then you put those on your character. Uh, Each character has like, I think it's five slots total. And some of them you unlock through the story. And some of those slots you unlock at certain levels, like level thresholds. Um, right, and then okay. you can, and then you can upgrade those bond memories, those cards by finding special, uh, material, uh, special material, uh, something Amber, I think is what it's called in the temple of recollection and yeah. then upgrading it with that. And so that's how character progression works. Cause it's not like you get like better swords to equip or anything like that. And, okay. um, so this is how you upgrade your characters beyond just the level, like leveling up system. Um, and, and that part is really cool. And I feel like that was a lot of what they advertised. And then instead this, like I really was so much of this reminded me of like, um, you don't see it much anymore, but do you remember like the early two thousands you would go and buy like a DVD and it felt like every DVD had like a bonus feature that let you play like an interactive little game on it. Yeah. Do you remember that being like a fad? Yep, I um, do. Like in like in my mind specifically, there was uh, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets when it came out on DVD in like 2002, whatever year it was, and I got it. Um, there was a game where like you drove the car through the Forbidden Forest and were trying to avoid the spiders. And okay. this is what this reminded me of. I mean, it didn't feel like a $60 video oh, game. Man. It felt like this was like a an interactive like DVD game that I was playing mm-hmm. after having bought like a box set of the Adventure of Die anime. Um and I don't know why they would go this route with the game. The only possible thing I could think of is that COVID messed a lot of things up and that they didn't right. get far enough in the development for Dragon Quest Die to have a full game. So they need to pad it with all this, these cut scenes. And that wasn't the original plan um, because 
you know, this is also coming like after the anime, the manga has ended already. Like this is what a year, Mm -hmm. a year and a half past all of that. So it's not exactly timely even now. And that's, that's the only reasoning behind this decision that I could think of is that they didn't have the time. They had to just get it out. They realized, Hey, we're already late on this. We got to do something. And so they padded it out with the cutscenes to make it feel like, more like a game, which ironically it did the opposite. Um, but mm. I, maybe it's that. Um, maybe it's just trying to get newcomers into the anime and manga. Um, and, I, and I think it can. I think if you don't know Die at all, but you like Dragon Quest and video games, that you might play this and think like, cool, I'll, you know, maybe this will get you into the anime. But at the same time, those cutscenes, despite being so long, they pack so many moments and so like some of those cutscenes, you know are like three or four anime episodes jam-packed into like a 10 minute bite and it's like if i don't know that you would get the nuances and really get the sense of story if you don't know anything about die already so oh, okay. it really it really is a case of who is this for because if you're a newcomer it's like you're gonna watch this and it's gonna feel so rushed that i don't think you're gonna fully understand things and right. if you have read the manga or watched all the anime already, which I th- in my mind, the target audience here is people who have watched the anime and love it. And if you've done that already, it's like this whole game is just rewatching tidbits of that. And it's just like m- makes no sense. I mean, I had seen I'd seen this stuff. So I just I really did. I skipped through a lot of the cutscenes, and it was just it was very sad. Um, as someone who, Aww. who, you know, wanted to play a video game and wanted to yeah. like this, it was sad and it was frustrating because it's just like, in whose mind was it a good idea to have, to be like, okay, this chapter has 20 levels, but 16 of those levels are just watching recaps from the anime. People are going to love it. Like, like even on paper, that doesn't sound like a good idea. Like, like what's the thinking behind this? I do, I do not understand it like at all. Yeah. I don't, this doesn't make any sense to me. Like reading the review, talking to you, it, it makes me sad that I don't think, like you had said earlier, money's tight uh, for a lot of people. It's like, there are better things for me to spend my $60 on than, retreading the anime and manga that I've already seen and read. Well, I've not seen all of the anime uh, because I had read the manga, read the English manga and as well for a little bit. And it's just like, I don't want to, I don't want to see that story again. I wanted to play through it. I wanted to have the gameplay and there's not enough of it. Yeah. And it's sad. It, it is sad. And it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, the the story of Die does get really, really good. Like I know you and I kind of yes. make fun of like the beginning parts, but the, the character development and story of Die are really good. I'll I said no spoilers, so I'll save this for next week when we do a more spoilery uh talk discussion on this game. Um but the the story and character development are good. And it is nice getting to see that take place in the game. It just would have been better to have gotten to play it. And there's also, there's also in-game cutscenes using the in-game engine, which oh, is, okay. is odd. And those go on a really long time too. And it's weird to me that like, it really does feel like, okay, they had some of these in-game cutscenes already made and they had some, mm-hmm. th- some of these gameplay missions made. And then they were just like, 
let's pack in those anime stills and we have the voice acting from the anime already and we'll just pack this in and call it a done deal like it it does finish feel like an unfinished product and like again though it's it's not all bad like i don't want to i do want to talk about some of the good because we're, you know going on 20 minutes here and we've just talked about how terrible uh, a lot of the <laughs> right. game is there's there's some redeeming qualities to the game and it wasn't all bad and that's why ultimately i decided like this didn't deserve a like failing grade um is because the gameplay that's in there is really good i really like the combat you get you get three skills or spells um that you can use with your character and it's like square circle or uh or r1 i think on the ps5 are those moves and then you can get like r2 is to do like the big like strash move or whatever the big super move is um square is just like a regular attack and then you can also press l2 to get like buffed up right and do more damage and stuff and so there's there's like there's there's interesting mechanics and it's it is a fun action rpg i thought for me i mean i enjoyed it and it's just that there's so little of it is that the gameplay that's so good it would have been better serviced in a setting more like dragon quest heroes where you know it's it's all gameplay and, and maybe there's some city hubs instead of just getting to see these cities as stills, you know, in, in cutscenes, um, getting to explore the city some. Um, the levels that actually let you run around and fight monsters and feel more open, where you can go around and fight monsters and, and you know, f- destroy crates and barrels, um, which apparently yeah. I did a lot of. I got a trophy. Uh, as, it was called Hooligan for, uh, for breaking barrels and crates. Right. Um, but anyway, you can go around and do that. Like those are really those are really fun. Like I had fun doing that. I just wish they were there were more and that they weren't so short. Um, the right. boss fights the boss fights were kind of a mixed bag for me. I really enjoyed the boss fights, but a lot of it, there, a lot of it has the same problem with repetitiveness and like tediousness that the cutscenes have. Um, the worst one for me was Crocodile. Okay, like right. Um, <laughs> like that's early on. That would be chapter two, I believe. If my if my yeah, it's pretty right. early. And you have to fight Crocodile six times. I want to say five or six times. Um, Dang. And sometimes it's like just with pop. Sometimes it's just with die. Sometimes it's with your team. Mm. And you know, sometimes it's with die again. And interspersed with these Crocodile, this Crocodile boss fight are these really long cutscenes. And the but the fight itself doesn't really change. It's like yeah, your your team composition changes a little bit. Maybe you're only doing it with Die here. Maybe you're doing it only with Pop here. You're only doing it with Die again now, but he's got like a special ability. But the, it's in the same location, um, so it's not really like there's a new like oh okay like like there's pillars to hide behind and there's a hole in the ground to avoid and stuff like that. But it's not like there's a lot of difference there. Um, the moves he does are the same. He doesn't do it's from what I could tell. I never saw him doing different moves. I mean, it's like once you figure him out, you figured him out. And, um, and yeah. And so it's just like doing that six times while being interspersed with these cutscenes. I was like, this is not fun. And maybe it's only five times, but that's still too many. And <laughs> still, I was like, that's, that's, uh, just nitpicking at that point where it's like, eh. and, and it was like an exercise in frustration. Um, there's, other boss fights that have similar problems like Flazard, but with Flazard, it was right. like the 
it, it changed. Like Flazard's form changed, and so there were different mechanics and things like that to go through. Um, Baron Baron um, had a very similar problem as Crocodine, where it was like there wasn't enough variety. I felt like in his moves, and you had to fight him a whole bunch of times, and there was right. a stupid amount of cutscenes happening around that too. So um, it's like, so the boss fights were a bit mixed uh, on that for me where it was like, it was kind of fun. Like there was a couple of times with the fights where I was like, Oh, okay. Like, um, Mistvern was a fun one for me because there was some, there was like a cool mechanic to fill out with Mistvern, and I, I had fun with it. Like I died the first time, but it wasn't, it, I wasn't frustrated by it. It was like one of those times where I was like, Oh, okay. But I know, like, I know those telegraphs now and I know, I know what he's doing. Like the second time I got this and, and I did, right. I had it. So, uh, like, th- there were some good things there. Um, the Temple of Recollection, though, is by far, th- was by far the highlight for me, which is ironic because, uh, like, last week or sometime, you and I were talking about how we didn't like mystery dungeon games and roguelike games. Um, and this is, uh, this is kind of a roguelike, but I, I adored the Temple of Recollection. I had a lot of fun Yeah, with it's it. odd that you do. It's not the kind of thing that you tend to, tend to like. And I think it's because it actually lets you play the game. Like the things I like about right. it, the combat and getting to fight the monsters. Like that's all the Temple of Recollection is. It's that you go, you start off and you you go through doors and there's different doors. So like if you go through door A and you beat those monsters, then you can add a buff to your attack. If you go through door B, door B and defeat those monsters, then you add a buff to your defense. And... So you have to choose and then you go through different stages and then like on stage five, then you can go to the next layer or you can leave. And if you leave, then you get those rewards. If you keep going, then you get better rewards. But if you die, then you get nothing. Is how the Temple of Recollection is set up. Nothing. And so. Wow. And there's also there's mid there's some rooms, you know, will have the possibility of, okay if you go through this door, there's just treasure. You don't fight any monsters this time. And that kind of thing. Right. And so, like, I've, I've had a ton of fun with it. And it's been really nice trying to get, like, the bond memories and just going in there to kind of farm for that amber material or whatever to be able to increase the the uh, bonds. Yeah. The little cards. Um, and, like, like, that has been really fun. And even, you know, I beat the game and... Um, I, I'm for whatever reason, I'm also forbidden from talking about like in like post game stuff, um, or any spoilers also until Friday. But, um, but the, like after beating the game, I've gone back to the temple of recollection, just played it because I'm trying to, I'm wanting to try to collect more of those, those bond cards. And, Mm. uh, and I've had fun doing that and the actual gameplay is fun. And also, just to be completely honest with you, I feel a little cheated. Like I, I thought I was going to be spending <laughs> 30 or 40 hours with this game. And instead it's right. like seven hours and i barely feel like I've gotten to play it at all. So having beaten it and now just, just messing around in the temple of recollection is like a way for me to feel like I've actually, I'm actually getting to play a video game now. And I completely understand that. That, that, you know, we, you had your mindset on doing this. You had actually planned out a bunch of your game playing 
around the DQ releases this year, and then this one is this one. Yeah, like I like glad. I can I can unequivocally say I have had tons more fun playing the DQ Monsters demo than I did with Dak. That's what I was about to say. At least we know that the DQ Monsters game is going to be fun because the demo was fun. That they released it and it's like, okay, I don't have to spend the next few months wondering if they if they died this up. And uh, because we know, at least from the demo, that it's a monsters game. It's got the standard uh, gameplay loop. It's fun. It, they didn't really go into anything out of the ordinary and give us just all cutscenes or something like that. Doesn't seem to be, at least. Doesn't seem to be, right. Yeah, I'm... I'm really hoping, like, they better not screw this one up. Like, between, again, I adored Treasures, but I realized that a lot of people did not. Where it's just, like, Treasures, and then now this die game. Like, if Monsters, if they really, if they fumble <laughs> with Monsters here, like, I don't know. I'm, at that point is when I start getting really concerned about about this, like, franchise. Because... Um, and I don't, I don't think it will. I'm not trying to be uh, like super like Debbie Downer here right now, but it is kind of just, you know, as a fan, I mean, it is concerning that you have like two kind of underwhelming releases back to back like this. You have monsters and then we have 12 that we don't know much about yet, but we've heard enough news of that, that some of us are a little leery of it. And then you have, you know, the, the three remake, which, Sounds exciting, but still, it's just a remake of a game. You know, it's not like a new a new game. Right. And so, like, I'm I, I don't mean this to, to be a dig necessarily, but like, my fear is just like I don't want Dragon Quest to become like Final Fantasy, where it just it, it they dilute the brand with these like mid releases, and then they yeah. they oversaturate the market with these remakes instead of concentrating on really good new titles. Like that's, I don't want Dragon Quest to, to become like that. And so I, I don't know, like it, it really is one of those things where I thought this week, I thought this episode was going to go differently. I thought I was right. going to have some like quibbles with it, but overall that I was going to have enough good things to say about it. And it's just, it, it's very disheartening to me, okay? Because look, like I, right. I had to review. I review this game for work for Screen Rant. I have a Dragon Quest podcast. <laughs> I am like a huge yeah. Dragon Quest nerd. I have been watching the anime, the die anime, with my kids and having a good time with it. And so there are just like so many reasons why I'm just like yeah. so disheartened by this, by the quality of this game. I don't know. I know I was telling you this earlier uh, today when we've talked about it, where it's like that's specifically one of the things that makes me sad is that after reading your review and, and talking to you and now talking to you in person here instead of just texting today, it's like I have a Dragon Quest podcast, but I don't think I'm going to buy this Dragon Quest game. It's like I'm going to find this on sale. And it's kind of uh, like you said earlier, I don't want to tell uh, I don't want to give money toward uh, something that's a kind of game that I don't want to exist. That uh, I don't want them to think that, like, I don't want, I hate to say it. I hate to say I don't want it to be a success, but I want them to put out better stuff than this. Uh, and then to see that the actual high quality games sell. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And it's hard for me because there's only been a handful of games in my life where I'd just be like, 
t- t- telling the world, like, don't buy this game. It's so terrible. Um, cough, cough, Lord of the Rings, Gollum, cough, cough. Um, <laughs> for that game, you know, it was literally unplayable. Like it was crashing on me every two minutes and I was having to send like videos and stuff to the devs ahead of release. Like, do y'all know this game is this bad? And just crashing <laughs> constantly. Like it was unplayable, right? Right, right. Yeah. Like, and this is not like that. It runs really great. Like on PS5, the performance, it runs really good. It looks nice. I really like the the cell shaded graphics that the game has. I mean, all of that stuff is on point. Um so it's and so it's hard for me to just come out and like be like, y'all don't buy this game. But right. I think I think everybody needs to to kind of temper their expectations. And it's also very difficult for me to tell anybody to spend $60 on this. I mean, right. There are so many great games that are being put out right now. And like, you know, between like the cost of living has really gone up and no, like just some of our listeners who I know personally, but also just, you know, friends of ours and just everybody really, you, you got to be careful with your money a lot more right now. It feels like. Yeah. And, it just like, you know, and I mean, I, I told you just being completely candid, like I told you, I said, I think you should wait and just get this game on sale um, and yeah. check it out. Then I was like, I, and it really, it does not feel like a $60 game for me. If this had been a free to play like mobile game or even just online game where it had some like gotcha elements where, yeah. you know, it was free on PS five, but they got money because maybe you, you bought skins or whatever. And they had microtransactions. Right. Like, I would have been more okay with it, but it's like when it's like paying full price for a game that's like this, just it's beyond me. Like I said, I said in a previous episode about crisis core reunion, that that was a $50 game that felt like a $30 Mm -hmm. game to me. Um, This is a $60 game that feels like maybe a $20 game. Oh yeah. Very similar type situation. Um, I know when, uh, I know I, 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 and to me, this game feels kind of like Crisis Core Reunion in that, you know, it's a spinoff and the way it's set up with missions um, and even the, the UI and everything feels very similar to me to Crisis Core Reunion. But yeah. it is just, I don't know, it's very disappointing. Um, I realize this, this episode was sad and overly negative, and I'm sorry for that. Um, Next week, when I'm more allowed to talk about spoilers and just uh, and um, post game stuff, um, hopefully it'll be a yeah. little bit happier for us and everybody. I hope so. But this episode will be up on Friday, and I know people are playing it and will play it no matter what I say. Which you know, by all means, do don't believe anything I say. Um, like check it out for yourself. Right. Really, yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, form your own opinion. But then, but also let us know. Like I would like to hear other people's thoughts on this. Right now, this early on, a lot of the opinions I've heard are only from reviewers. And I've seen right. one person who gave it a 7 out of 10, um, which I thought okay. was surprising. And a lot of sites have given it either the same score I did or even lower. Um, but again, yeah. that's with reviewers and people who have gotten it early. And some of those reviewers I've even seen were not familiar with Dragon Quest or Die um, who reviewed it. Uh. So. So, you know, so it's kind of iffy. So anybody who's playing it, please let us know. Like, we really do want to hear from you. Should be able to respond to us here on Spotify. If you're listening to us on Spotify, uh, you can hit us up on Twitter at DragonQuestFM. Uh, you can also, even if you're not a patron, you can leave us messages even at patreon.com slash DragonQuestFM. 
Um, if you want to support the podcast over there, by all means do that. Um, and thank you to you know all of our patrons. Um, and then uh, also we have an email social at dragonquest.fm. Um, where mm-hmm. you can email us and just let us know honestly what you think of this game and um, would love to be able to read some responses from people in next week's episode so that it's not just all one-sided and me talking about yeah. it. Um, so please do share with us. Yeah, I'm really curious on what the community feels about this as well outside of uh, outside of you know just the reviewing community, you, everything. So I will be interested to see what the community says. Yeah, for sure. Um, if you want to talk to me, I'm over on Twitter and Blue Sky at Dragon Quaston. And I'm on Twitter at Professor Beege and uh, some other places. I don't know anymore. Uh, threads and uh, all of that at Professor Beege. Uh, you could, like you said, you can join us at patreon.com slash dragonquestfm. Thanks, y'all. Thanks. We'll see you next week. <laughs>